0: Spirituality is a term that gets thrown around a lot. But what is spirituality really? And what does it mean to be a spiritual person? Spirituality is something that's often misunderstood or overlooked by people. But knowing it for yourself can have a profound impact on the quality of your life if you allow it to. So what is it? And what can it bring to your life? That's what this episode is all about. I'm Perry Nance and this is Embrace Your Essence Podcast. First, let's talk about what spirituality definitely is not. It is not preserved only for people who are already, quote, chill and living non-stressful lives. I hear this from a lot of people. They say, I'm too type A for spiritual stuff, or I can't meditate, I'm too busy. Maybe I'll do that when I retire and I have more time on my hands. The truth is, spirituality can help you exactly where you are today, no matter how busy, how scheduled you are. Spirituality is not about dressing, speaking, or looking a certain way. It doesn't matter if you wear yoga clothes or how much they cost— It's not about wearing beads or having any certain stone at your altar. Spirituality is not about somehow becoming someone who never has worries, doubts, or anger. It's not about trying to stop your thoughts or emotions. I hear a lot of people say, I know I'm supposed to stop my thoughts when I meditate, but I just can't, so I'm doing it wrong. But you will always have thoughts, and meditation is not about stopping your thoughts. Meditation, and the whole spiritual path, is meant to help you understand those thoughts with greater clarity and awareness, so you are calm and connected to yourself. Now that we've covered a little bit of what spirituality is not, what is it good for? Truthfully, Spirituality is the connection you have with yourself, first and foremost. It is a path to building a connection with all of yourself. That means your body, your mind, and your spirit. This is what I call your complete self. Now this is really important because most people have established, just through living life, a connection to their mind and or to their physical body. You have likely gone to school. You probably have degrees or certifications in something. You probably have a job or a career that really pushes you mentally in many different ways. You are intellectually stimulated. On top of that growing up in society that so much focuses on intellect and education as a way of getting to success in life, you've definitely either been validated or invalidated based on your intellectual abilities. Therefore, we all have an understanding of ourselves in the context of the mind. On top of that, So much our society focuses on practicality, logic, and black and white thinking. And it's not that those things are bad, but those are all really just functions of the mind, of the intellect. So we are hyper-dependent on our intellect, on our mind, to be the essential guiding force in our life. And this creates an imbalance for most of us because when we only understand ourselves largely through our mind and our conditioning of the mind, we will struggle to make decisions that are fulfilling to the complete self, to all of us. Now, a lot of people also have a relationship with their physical body. You have again, throughout life, just by the nature of being in society, understood to some extent what it means to care for your body and If you're a listener to this podcast, you're probably someone who has a very specific way of routinely caring for your body through fitness, through diet, through some form of self-care, whether that is moving out in nature or whatever. You have your ways that you like to connect with your physical body, and it's important for you to do that. So again— We really rely on first and foremost our intellect and our mind to guide us through life. And second to that, we rely on the physical body's ability to do things to live life. And we judge our success, we compare our health and well being against others in assessment of what our mind can do and our body can do. Most of us are lacking a connection to our spiritual self. And if you listen to this podcast, if you're new to this podcast, that is almost certainly true. It may not be the case that you never grew up around spiritual people or spiritual settings. Perhaps you actually grew up in a a very religious family or community. But what I mean is you do not have a vibrant, working, meaningful relationship to spirituality on your terms. You may not understand fully what does work for you, what it does mean for you. I think a lot of people, especially when I first meet them and we start working together, they have an understanding of what spirituality is not for them. And that is largely based on what they saw growing up or maybe the person they were married to for a while who had a certain religious background. And they say, well, I know that that's not right for me. But as far as what it does mean to be connected to spirituality, I don't know. And this is really interesting. Because I think religion, organized religion especially, is dogmatic to the point where it makes people feel like it's this external thing that you either subscribe to or you don't. And that is not the same thing as spirituality, at least from the way that I look at it. It is a part of you. You have a spirit. You have a soul. You are an energetic being just as much as you have Intellect, just as much as you have a physical body that does its thing, you have an essence to you that is less tangible yet very powerful. And that is the core of who you are. So, spirituality, the things you do, it's not about the practices. That's what I was saying a moment ago. It's not even about what you choose to pick up. As much as it is about understanding that this lives at the heart of you, it is inherent. To your existence. You can't be here in this life as a human without an essence. So I think that that piece is lacking for most of us, especially if you are an achievement-oriented person who has, for essentially your entire life, been driven and a go-getter. You haven't slowed down to think about what does it mean to have a spirit? What does it mean to be a spiritual being? what does live at my essence? That's everything. I remember, I've definitely told the story on this podcast before, and I think on a recent episode. So some of you have heard it already, but I remember I met a client, when we first met, he was 52, and he had started multiple businesses, and he was in pursuit of a PhD. And I asked him this question, what is your relationship to your spiritual self right now at this phase of life. And he was quiet and he he just said, "I don't even know what that means. I don't know I don't know what it means to me." I'm scratching my head sort of saying, "I don't know if I've even ever thought of that." But as you asked me that, I think that that might be part of what we need to figure out together. I think that might be part of what's been missing. And sure enough, that was so much of what helped him feel calmer. And this client, he's so successful. He's so driven. He also was extremely anxious. He didn't appear that way, but he was, you know, he would say to me, I went and ran 17 miles today just to burn off some of what's within me. I just had this restless energy in me. And he would stay up all night burning the midnight oil, working on his businesses and his PhD program And these are all things that throughout life we are actually encouraged to do. We're applauded when we do things like this. It's like, wow, you run 17 miles. You're so amazing. Wow. You stay up until 1 a.m., 2 a.m., burning yourself out like crazy. You're, you must be so good. And so we're actually validated for living in an incomplete way. We're validated for the ways in which we have created imbalance and disconnect from our spirit, from our essence, and relied so heavily on the scripts that are rooted in intellect and physicality. So really, this is all to say your complete self is everything. And coming back into a place of connection to not just your mind, not just your body, but your spirit too, all three are really really important. And that is why the nature of effective spiritual life coaching from my eyes is holistic. It doesn't just look at the spiritual stuff. It doesn't just address what's going on in your mind. And it's not just about getting your health on track. You have to connect all three. You have to bring each individual piece into harmony within itself and then you need to integrate the three together so they function harmoniously as a trio. That is how you feel more fulfilled and more engaged and vibrant and alive and able to give and receive love and abundance in life. When you do build a strong connection to your complete self, And when you understand the power of your essence, you can accept fully yourself, the purpose and meaning of your life that is unique to you. So while spirituality is not necessarily a set of religious practices, it can be transformative in that it is a way for you to find a deep sense of inner peace, it is a path to inner fulfillment and self-love that goes far beyond the physical world and the material world. For many people, spirituality is the path to healing and to self-discovery. And this is true for everybody. Even if you feel disconnected from your spiritual self, even if that term spiritual self doesn't really mean anything to you in this moment. If you've never really considered the fact that you do in fact have a soul in addition to a physical body and a mind, it's okay. It doesn't make you any less spiritual. It doesn't make you any less ready for this journey. Because like I said a moment ago, the spiritual path empowers you to listen to your essence. It is a journey inward towards yourself. Your essence is the most powerful part of you because it already knows what you want in life and why. The problem is that most of us get caught up in our lives the pressure, expectations, decisions we've made, and the ideas of the person we should be. These things end up getting in the way. They become barriers to us fully experiencing ourselves in all of our dimensions. And that directly translates to experiencing love, health, joy, and success in lesser ways too. Because the quality of your life, the relationships you have, your health, Everything that happens today in your life is a mirror for how you relate to yourself. So when there are barriers, all of life feels a little less full and you'll always wonder what inner peace truly feels like. But the spiritual path helps you look at those scripts that you have taken on even unconsciously through life, and really start to ask yourself with honest curiosity and compassion, is this right for me? Does this really suit me? The spiritual path helps you ask essential questions like, who am I really? And what do I want for myself really? And do I know why? And, I'm actually going to take a second on the why here because I think a huge part of what people struggle with, people in general, whether they are actively working on spiritual healing or not, struggle with the why behind their decisions in life. I know that when I work with clients, we dig a lot into the why with the big things and the little things in their life. Why did you marry that person, really? Why are you in the pursuit of? Money in the first place, or love in the first place, it's important to ask these questions. And for the people who have the courage to stand in that space with themselves, look inward deep enough for long enough to really get to the root of their why, it's pretty significant because most of us have been conditioned heavily into not thinking about why we're doing what we're doing really, but doing it because we're supposed to. It's the, quote, right thing. It's going to give us, quote, success and status and power. And we've been told that if we have those things, we're good. But the truth is, we're not good. We're not totally fulfilled. We don't feel peace on the inside. And probably you have already started to experience some of that dilemma. You've achieved You've checked the boxes. You've done what you've been told your whole life by your family, your culture, society to become successful, right? And yet you're still having moments or maybe more than moments of real questioning your path forward. What is the right thing to do for you? How do you live in true fulfillment? How can you not just Make an impact in life, but really like who you are. These are the things that the spiritual path helps you with. It has helped me and it has helped the people that I've had the privilege to work with, too. I want to tell a story of someone that I worked with now years ago. I'm going to call her Chloe. When we first met, she said, I'm feeling a lot of heaviness. I feel the weight of life, and as I got to know her deeper, she told me about how, from a very young age, she had to become her own provider. The circumstances of her childhood and her family dynamics were such that, by the time she was in high school, was paying her own rent, taking care of herself, going to high school, and she felt alone she felt abandoned. And so, in adulthood, she was carrying this immense need to not just be successful so that she was always secure and taken care of, but to leave a legacy and to be a good person who doesn't leave things behind, who doesn't shortchange people. Now, the pain of her past, it was gripping her so tightly she couldn't see the bigger perspective on herself when we first met. She couldn't let herself want more or think about what could really be possible for her beyond what she was already doing. And that was the struggle she was carrying. She told me, I worked so hard professionally to be the best, to give my all. I Give so much in my relationships to know that the people in my life are loved. I feel like I'm always the one giving and caring and doing and being the one that is reliable and stable and strong. Why is it not enough? And when will it be my turn? Have you ever asked yourself any of those things? Well, For Chloe, this grip of a lifetime of growing pressure and expectation to, one, survive, but then also rise above the pain of the past, it took her into a dark place. And the one word I would use to describe her when we first met was searching. She wanted so badly to have more out of life to feel peace about her past, to let go and move forward, but she just didn't know how. So we spent a long time working together, about a year and a half, and we built together a sadhana, which is a sacred practice of spiritual tools, tantra meditation, which helped her learn how to listen, to her essence rather than the voices of her past or the voices of expectation of who she needed to be as an adult. We refined the way she connected to her body by introducing her to forms of yoga and other movement that allowed her to really listen to her body's signals and intelligence. We synced her fitness with her menstrual cycle, which is something I commonly do with clients who are in bodies that menstruate because it's such a powerful way to re-empower yourself, to take your strength back, to feel in control of your life in a real way because your cycle is everything. It is the essence of who we are in so many different ways, and it is the root of our strength. So syncing your strength-building practices to it is really powerful. So we did this with Chloe, and in time, over the course of six months, and then a year, and then a year and six months, so much changed within her. I'll never forget this conversation where she showed up to a call that we had scheduled and she was crying. And right there, it stopped me in my tracks because Chloe had said to me so many times, I don't cry. I can't remember the last time I cried. I'm not a crier. We're not going to be like that. Our calls together are not going to be that way. And she showed up to this call crying. And she said, I've realized how much anger I have been holding towards my mother. I thought I had worked through this in therapy. I have been in therapy for over 10 years, and five of those have really been spent on the relationship with my mother who abandoned me. And I'm just realizing I still had so much that I was carrying, not only against her, but against the whole world, I've been showing up with this edge to me, this coldness, this armor on because of that experience of being left by my mother. And this was a beautiful thing to witness her courage in that moment to look at herself, not just in that moment, but her younger self and herself as a daughter, not just as this fierce survivor. It was very powerful to see her strength and her softness coexist in a single moment of truth. And part of the reason I love this story is because it didn't stop there. Chloe didn't just start to release the anger she didn't even realize she had. She said she started to change the way she acted in her own life. She said, I've never been someone who could sit quietly I always needed to have background noise, the news playing or music playing. And she said, now, I sit in silence and I like it. I remember another day she called me and said, I just ate dinner quietly. I've never done that in my life. And she was beaming. She had a smile ear to ear. And I remember saying to her, that is inner peace when you are okay with yourself enough to be with yourself. Chloe also started to tell me that she's always had bigger dreams for herself than what she was currently doing professionally. And she had thought about making a change for years, but she just never had. And when I asked her why, she had reasons, but you could tell they, they weren't really the reason. But as she started to work with her sudden uh, And as we started to peel back the layers of all the things that have built up over her essence, she started to speak about what she really wanted in a new way, as if it was maybe possible. And finally, one day, she again came to one of our calls and she said, I think I'm going to apply to this job. It's a dream job. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try. And in that same conversation, She said, I've been telling myself I'm too old to go back to school. You know, I really want to train in this particular field, but I've just written myself off. Like, I missed the boat. And I loved that she said that because it took me to all the times in my life where I have felt like, for one reason or another, I can't. I'm no longer good enough. I'm no longer this enough. I'll never be that enough. It reminded me of how I felt stuck in my own path. And in that moment, we were both reminded. We were both shown something very powerful that comes from these spiritual sciences, these ancient traditions, which is that literally every day is starting from scratch. If you allow yourself to detach from the stories, the roles you play, if you are able to really show up every day as pure awareness of your strength, courage, playfulness, and love, every day you can begin. Every day you can choose yourself. You can choose to honor more fully Your existence, listen to your desires, and live in your fullest expression. And the beautiful part is that the spiritual path doesn't come in like some external force and overhaul your life. It creates a very gradual, organic opening. That's how it has always felt for me. Because as you engage in asadna, as you take on these practices like tantra meditation, like hatha yoga, you are witnessing yourself, you are engaging with yourself, you are building awareness of your existence. So it really becomes you, the greater understanding that lives within you, that guides you to clarity about what you really want. And it is so powerful. I think that's why we're able to, like Chloe did, make huge life changes that are so significant and so empowering. We're really able to do that. We are able to change the course of our life, the direction of our life, because we have arrived at it within ourselves. And when you arrive at clarity within yourself, it's an unshakable truth. You will have the strength to move forward on it because you know in the depths of you that it is right for you. This is the exact experience that I had when I completely changed the direction of my life. And if you've been following my work for a while, you know about this. It's been a long journey, a handful of years of consciously dismantling my existence that was essentially built on a bunch of scripts, a bunch of stories of who I was supposed to be. From my family, from my culture, that I had internalized from who knows where. Things that were even beyond me, passed down to me through my lineage. And in that process of dismantling, starting to rebuild. An understanding of myself. Starting to question who I am and what I want really. And in doing so, clearing out so much space within my psyche, within my heart, within my soul, that I truly felt like I could take any step I wanted to, and it would be okay, it would be possible. There was this trust of myself in myself that I had never known before, and it is the reason that I went from living a life that was so confining to me but I thought was right. You know, the professional path that I thought I was supposed to be on and completing these degrees that I had been told my whole life I needed to get, but they really weren't doing it for me. And being in these relationships that I was trying to make happen because I was trying to play out an idea I had been told about what love is. And I went from all of that and really not liking my existence, waking up with some low-grade, at least low-grade anxiety, having physical symptoms of pain, and really wondering, is it possible for me to have the life I want? And really wondering, you know, what is it going to take for me to feel really happy and fulfilled and, and really experience peace with myself? I went from all of that to leaving it behind and really making that decision in a very short period of time, quitting my job and deciding I was going to start a business. And I remember I was driving in the backseat of a car. I was riding in the backseat of a car with my older sister and her husband. And they were asking me, you know, so what are you going to do now? You just quit your job. And I remember shaking on the inside and saying to them, I think I'm going to do my own thing. and hearing the silence between those words and letting that fill the space of that car. And I remember my sister saying, "Wow, that sounds really exciting. I bet whatever you're going to do, it's going to be great." And although my sister is very kind and she's always been my cheerleader, I've always felt since that day... The real reason she supported me, without question, and why so many people have supported me in my journey of making huge changes, and in a lot of ways burning things down and starting over, is because they could tell it was true for me. I was so connected to it, I knew why I was doing it, and they could see that commitment to self, that I wasn't just making these unconscious decisions. I wasn't just acting chaotic and on a whim. They could tell even though these were big changes, scary changes, unexpected changes, I was grounded. I was rooted and anchored in something as I was making them. And what I knew in that moment is that I was finally anchored to myself, my conscious awareness. I was able to see who I was in the moment, who I wanted to become, and why. And from there, there was no stopping me. And the same is true for you. You already have within you, in your essence, that conscious awareness. You have a very precise, clear understanding of who you are your potential, and how you want to live out that potential personally and professionally. It's not a question of, are you good enough? Will you make it one day? Will you find love? Will you leave a legacy? The answer to all of that is yes. The question is, will you find the courage within yourself? Will you gather the courage within yourself? To go there, to connect with the consciousness within and let those things rise and unfold in a way that is true to you, that is on your terms rather than acceptable terms. And this really brings me to another point about spirituality, which is that on the one hand, it empowers you from the deepest core of who you are to the point where you can transform your life completely in every direction very quickly. And it feels mystical and magical, but really, it is the most grounded thing that you will feel. And and I think that's the duality of spirituality that often gets overlooked. A lot of people, I think, write spirituality off as not at all grounded, or it's misunderstood as not reasonable and logical. And the truth is, it's the most intuitive thing about our existence, because our spirit is that intuition, it's instinct. And that is always guiding you in the right direction. So I know a lot of the people that listen to this, and who work with me, and me too. You're very ambitious, achievement-oriented people, right? You appreciate and value logic and practicality and reason. So I want to speak directly to this, because right now in your life, you are looking for clarity. You are looking for strength. You are looking for love, right? And you are looking for it in practical, logical ways Of thinking and of doing. And you are also relying on past experiences. And I know this, I can say this with confidence because that is how most people are when they are conditioned to make decisions from the mind, from the intellect. And when I say mind, I don't just mean your brain, I mean the intellectual part of you. So there's this mechanism that we call intelligence that we deploy to make decisions. And the truth is it's very limiting. It is a highway, but it's a highway that moves you forward or it moves you back. It moves you into the future. It moves you into the past. Your intellect, which again is for most people, the only way they go about making decisions is very limited. It's not that it's bad, but it is not complete. And that is why so many of us make huge life decisions about our career, about our relationships, about our health, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that ultimately do not fulfill us and we have to chase. And I don't want you to always be chasing. I want you to be able to slow down and cherish the moments within moments of your existence, the layers within layers of who you are and who you're becoming. So to do that, we need balance. So let me be clear. The logic you use is not bad. Reason is important. Spirituality is not the opposite of reason, nor does it make you less grounded or focused. It does create balance. So that you are neither all in your black and white thinking, nor all in this Sporadic, chaotic, non-consistent way of living. You can think of a symphony. The spiritual path and your sadhana is like the conductor of a symphony. Their wand, if you've ever watched a, a symphony play out, the conductor's wand is just this gentle presence that's reminding the symphony of their direction and their rhythm. But it's the individual that's playing the instrument. So if you are in a symphony, your sadhana, your spiritual practices, your path, that's the conductor's wand for you. And you are playing your instrument. And the more refined you get at playing your instrument, knowing it, walking your path, the more you can do. And the more that you start to blend with the greater play of life around you in a very beautiful, harmonious way that does feel like a symphony, this path opens you to a higher consciousness, which is really a deeper, more refined understanding of yourself in relation to all things. In that way, spiritual path both reminds you of who you are and helps you let go of all the things you've become that really don't serve you. Spirituality gives you permission to show up in the present moment in your ultimate strength and clarity. I'm recording this podcast on a very special night. It's Shivratri, which is the one night each year that we sit in reverence for the Shiva consciousness. Now, if you've never heard of Shiva or Shivratri, put simply, this is a night where we honor the healing energy that lives in various forms of our existence and universe. Shiva in Tantra is known as the first healer, the first teacher. So this one special night, we sit in his presence and we meditate on the energies of Shiva and we receive healing. We are able to let go, to release what has been holding us back. All the fears, worries, stress, and anxieties, the pain from the past, the guilt that still riddles us. We're able to let it all go and show up brand new energetically, emotionally. That is the power of Shiva and Shivarashri. There are ways that you can connect with yourself on nights like this, where you feel this powerful support of you letting go of what has been and stepping into the unknowns of what can be with calm, courage, and confidence. Whenever you find this podcast episode... I invite you to get curious about how you can show up in greater calm, clarity, and courage for yourself. How you can take one step closer to embracing your essence in every day and in every way. If you enjoy this podcast, please do share it, save it, and subscribe. It helps a lot. You can leave a review with what you like most about this podcast. You can also rate it Your support means everything. Thank you.